Friday night in Lincoln, Kane will be live and in color. That's actually the name of the Kane tour that will feature the sister-brother-sister trio along with Katie Nicole and David Leonard. This morning, we are connecting with the middle sibling of the family to hear her heart and the heart behind some of the songs that we love from the group. Madison, welcome to the morning conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're coming to Nebraska very soon. It's going to be great. I think that we're in red that night. Is that correct? Yes. Most people probably know what we're talking about, but not everybody does. So you're coming to Lincoln Berean Church here, right? Friday. So if you don't know, I'm sure it's so confusing to be like, why are we all wearing the same color? This yes. is creepy. That's sort of how we started wearing one color was sort of like we were getting into arguments all the time about what we're supposed to be wearing. And you know how you have your best outfit and if you make someone else match you, you're putting them in their worst outfit. So that was the argument that we kept (laughs) putting ourselves in is like one of us always felt like they were putting the others in something that didn't go. So Taylor, before our first album photo sheet was like let's just all wear blue that'll look nice we'll look cohesive but then everyone can wear what they want well that ended up being so much fun that we just started doing that from now on every show we'd wear a color and then when it was time to do our headline tour we started noticing people messaging us hey what color are you wearing we want to match so we decided okay maybe people don't want to do it but let's just go ahead and put out the colors in advance and see if everybody will wear the same color it has been Just so life-giving. Just, you know how you feel when you go to a football game, basketball game, and everyone's kind of got a jersey on, or it already puts the atmosphere in that realm. And people are wearing stuff they normally wouldn't, but they feel like comfortable and fun in it. They don't feel out of place. Now, you do realize that red is the color of Nebraska, right? So the Nebraska Cornhuskers are red. So lots of people in Nebraska are used to wearing red. (laughs) Okay, so it's not going to be something where the husbands in the room are like mad at their wives for making them wear it. Okay, good. (laughs) There's been a couple, I feel like red is pretty good. Like we tried to go away with any color that would make you feel awkward, but there's sometimes when we do yellow that the guys are like, like, I don't have anything yellow. Don't make me wear yellow. So, Madison, we're going to talk a lot about music today, of course, but we'd love to get to know you as a sister in Christ and hear how you came to know Jesus. This is something I've been thinking about a lot because my parents, they raised me so well and so intentionally that when we were taught to read, they did little strips and they made them little memory verse strips. So before I could even know whatever I was reading, we would memorize scripture and then dad would pray for us at night and we would. So it was like this constant thing of like the disciplines of being a Christian were worked into my life before I Mm. actually knew I had a need for a savior. So good. That's hard to necessarily pinpoint, but then it is amazing how these things get buried in your heart. So then you're able to like call upon these. So I can't pinpoint it in in a moment, but I definitely have had seasons where I'm like walking away from the Lord in the way of just like not obeying God. And really, I feel like that was a, a huge part of our testimony for being paying the band mm-hmm. is we pursued country music right out of mm-hmm. college. And that's fine, except I also just let myself completely drift out of church, out of any kind of communion with the Lord. And I got to reap the full consequences of that. Just absolutely depressed, broken, anxious, purposeless. We laid down music for a season and then I focused on these things, tithing, serving in church, 
spending time in prayer and worship. And it really is wild how the fruit of my life Mm. was able to flip around. I tell people, you know, as I've had conversations about uh, this in the past, I say, you know, if uh, I decide I want to go north, I just start walking north. At some point, I'm going to cross over into the North Pole or, you know, it's obvious that I'm there now. You know what I'm saying? So like people walking towards God and you know, when did that actual salvation experience, when did I really come to know him in a personal real way? I don't know. I'm there now. <laughs> like I know I'm, I know I'm there. That really is such a great, great way to put it. But it, it's something that I really respect my parents and even more so I've been just so in the zone of like keeping my son alive and fed and all of that stuff that it's like, oh my goodness, for them to have written out memory verses and pinning them up and we walked through, I think it's Psalm 33 or so we were working through a longer memory verse. Mm -hmm. And so just, it's like, I have so much to live up to. If I want Cal to have any semblance of the childhood I have, it showed how intentional they were with us. So Madison, you were just mentioning your son, Cal. Is he one now? One and and two months. Yeah. So Madison, as a mom, have you learned anything new from that experience as far as what God's like? I think I've been selling God's love for me short. Hmm. I really think that I've been underestimating his mercy and love for me because in, in getting to know Cal, I just have so much more grace and compassion, just so much compassion for him for, you know, the mistakes that he makes and teaching him and wanting him to go in the right way. And scripture says that if we think that we love our kids, how much more does the father love us? Hmm. I think that when people are like, oh, then uh, whenever you have a child, it's going to show you so much more about the love of God. And, you know, through like the birthing experience and that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, I don't know if I necessarily learned anything about God <laughs> yet. Do you know what I mean? like, I'm just sort of like, <laughs> but just getting to know him and just he's my greatest treasure Hmm. and it's sometimes hard to picture that god feels that way about us especially me madison your your new album jesus music right was released this last month which is so congratulations on that first of all thank you so tell us about putting it together like uh what's what's kind of the theme and how did the process go first album we were able we weren't touring so we wrote a hundred songs and pick 10. This year, it was just sort of like, you know, you have a day off, write a song. Oh, and then we're are writing songs via text message with each other. You're sending videos back and forth. It's just so much. It's just such a different experience the second time around. But we had the benefit of getting to play these songs out and see which ones connect. And so it's my favorite album I definitely have those like just those feelings of like inviting everyone to your birthday party and see if anyone shows up. That it definitely I feel the vulnerability of putting myself out there. Each song on this has a story and a lived experience. We have a song in there called 10 and 2. It's a song that we wrote about driving our kids home from the hospital and the perspective of just everything that you're fearing. What my favorite. So you're imagine you're you're in the car, it's 10 and 2, and the chorus says, something tells me everything's about to change and it scares me in the very best of ways because I'm new at this and you're new at this, but we're headed down this road. Growing up together and learning as we go. And I'm just like, ah! So so it just means so much to me. And the reason why we chose Jesus music as the title for everything to, we wanted to have a lot of songs that reminded us of our 
childhood, how we grew up with What Would Jesus Do bracelets and listening to Stephen Curtis Chapman and calling into radio stations. And so we wanted this experience for the next generation. And so we have a song on there called Jesus Music that all the verses are just song titles of other Christian songs. God of Wonders, Mighty to Save, 10,000 Reasons. So we're just, we're paying homage to the people that have come before us. And it's my favorite album. I'm really excited about it, if you can't tell. So I'm curious, you were talking about writing and writing through texting and all the different ways that you guys are writing right now. Like, do you all equally write songs? Do two of you, one of you? Like, how does that work? It ends up going the best when the three of us are writing something and then we bring in someone to help. For instance, when we're out on the road, there's a song called Through Jesus. We had 10 songs and Taylor just kept feeling like, I don't feel like the record is done. Like, I don't feel, I feel like we're missing this declarative piece about uh, just the victory that we have in Jesus. You know, I, we want fun songs. We want slow songs. You know, you're trying to kind of hit all the pieces of you, but we don't have anything that would be like, yes, he can. Something that is declaring the truth about God and something that shows some overcoming victory. We want people to walk away knowing the victory they have in Jesus. So we're talking about that. We start sitting around the piano and then it's like, we're so busy. So we send that voice memo to a producer and then he works on it and he sends a voice memo back. I'm thinking this. So instead of sitting down and writing a song in six to eight hours, which is what is typical, it took like a week, a week of just here and there going back and forth. So there are, um, there's one song on the album called Now That I Know You that Taylor wrote without us. And it's something that had been s sitting in the Dropbox for years. And it, it kept being like, man, this song is really so good. So we need to either let it go, pitch it to somebody else, or we need to own it. So that's the only one on the, the record that doesn't have... <laughs> us all mm -hmm. that's fun that's that sounds like a fun process meaningful process it's it's so fun and it's it's something where you get to fully express yourself without the impending feeling of how people are gonna receive it you get to just be like oh this sounds great i love it madison the first song that we've been playing here from the your latest album jesus music is anymore tell us about that song yes okay so talking about you know what made me boohoo earlier was talking about the love of god and you know what can separate us from the love of god romans 8 talks about that no height no death there's nothing and so that was one of the first songs that we've written since having kids. And so it was the idea of like, okay, if we're going to write a song from the perspective of God speaking to us, I'm going to write from the perspective of me speaking to my son, because it's the same heart. It's the, the heart of a parent, the heart of a father. It's one of those songs we got to write it with Matthew West and Jeff Pardo and it's just so good. You could just tell when you when you've hit something that you love. We all are jumping around anymore. Jump, jump. <laughs> so, thank you for playing that song. Yeah. I, it really the kids those that anymore anymore. So they they've been asking for that one. Madison, uh, one of the other songs on your new album is called Windows Down, and it's a very personal song about Logan's wife, right? Uh, Emily coming to know Jesus. Yeah, look, tell us about that. When someone does not grow up in the church is not encouraged to be a Christian, and you see them radically come to know Jesus through an encounter with God, it renews your faith in such a wild way of like, oh, okay, you weren't taught what I was taught, but you have experienced the same thing. This song was written because Emily, kind of unbeknownst to me for a while, was struggling with alcoholism. And 
something where, you know, when people drink a lot in high school or drink a lot, I mean, started in middle school or in college, a lot of times people will be like, oh, kids. But she just noticed that she couldn't get a handle on it. Through that experience, she and my brother broke up. This is when they were dating. They broke up for a period of time. It was unsustainable for her life and, you know, it was causing a rift between them. So during her breakup, she just really hit rock bottom. She was just crying and she was driving home from work. She was just like, it felt like the presence of God just hit my car to the point where I couldn't see to drive. So I had to pull over and she was like, I felt like God just downloaded all this stuff about like, don't you see a relationship could have never fulfilled you. All these things will never fulfill you. It's me alone. And so she would just said, okay, God, if you're real, I need you. And from that point, she got baptized. She started all the things that she was reading in scripture that were confusing to her, made her feel like she was out of place. She was like, it all made sense to her. She, you know, she had the Holy Spirit in her to help decipher these things. So it was just amazing to get to to write her story. And then I guess it was just a couple of days ago, she hit her five year of sobriety. So it's just been amazing. And it's been so cool for her to be so open about her testimony because so many people are struggling with alcoholism or their family members are or some sort of substance abuse. And so it's just so great to be able to say like, hey, here's here's an example of God working in that both daily and miraculously. So Madison, uh, one of the things that we get to do all the time, obviously here is hear from our listeners, kind of what God's doing in their heart through the music. And, you know, one of the songs that we heard about recently from one of our listeners, one of the Kane songs is Honest Offering. We play it on Sundays and yeah, it really hit a chord for one of our listeners and actually one of our team members, it's her favorite song. So love to hear a little bit about that song. I love that song. So I'm trying to think. I don't think it's a parable. I think it's a true story where Jesus is seeing a widow give all that she has, which is an equivalent to a penny or like two pennies. I was trying to like, is that a parable? Or, no, I think he was just watching and was saying, this woman gave everything that she had. And so we tried to channel that into our own lives and writing this song of like, okay, I'm waiting to give you anything so I can like kind of get myself put together and then come into worship. And this was an idea of like, okay, you just want my heart. Here it is, all of my heart. We recorded that song live. So we're usually pretty perfectionist when it comes to recording, you know, going through and making sure the drums are right or the vocals are right. And so for this collection of worship songs, we wanted to give an honest offering. Just sing and capture what happened in the room versus trying to make it perfect. Yeah, that just makes me so happy that that connected with somebody else. But I love tagging it together with I Surrender All. That's something that we grew up singing. And so it's just a little modern take on that old hymn. All right, Madison, before I let you go, let's do a little speed round here. So pretty quick speed round. So one is favorite Bible verse. Ooh, John 10, 10. The thief comes not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you'd have life and that more abundantly. Love it. That way you can sort, hey, is this God or is Mm, this not? Good. Love that. Okay. Favorite book outside of the Bible that you've read? Ooh, I'm working on a sissy golf book right now. It's called (laughs) Are My Kids on Track? And um, my dad was like, you are not a lot. I'm already obsessed with making sure that I'm doing a perfect job. So dad's like, I'm taking this book away. (laughs) favorite life hack this is what gets me in trouble but ordering your groceries Mm -hmm. it's not economic at all but whenever you're like for us we're going to be home 
like we're out on the bus, we're home for 48 hours to be able to shop while you're laying in bed and then you wake up and it's there. What? It's not, it's not cheap. Well, Madison, this has been a lot of fun. And I know the concert Friday night at Lincoln Berean with you guys and Katie Nicole will not only be a whole bunch of fun, but a night of connecting through some great songs. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Any last instructions for Friday night? Wear red. You won't be alone. Yes. Thank you so much. You have a great day.